Welcome everyone to episode one of our Channel 44 podcast. I'm Sarah Klein, Chief Operations Officer of 44 North, and with me today I have Tracy Smith, who leads 44 North's Member Services Division. Welcome, Tracy. Thank you for having me. So Tracy, episode one is dedicated to the number one asset in every company. It's also the number one expense on a company's balance sheet, and that's their employees. So you lead a team whose sole purpose is to serve employees, and we call them members, in dealing with the complex healthcare industry um, for them. So today I'd like to give our listeners some real-world tools on some of the more common issues that your team sees on a daily basis. But before we do that, could you give us um, a little bit about yourself? I've been in the industry for about 12 years. Um, Prior experience on the provider side, as well as the claims processing side. Um, You know, it's been a a fun journey through this industry. Um, There's never a dull moment because, you know, one thing I have learned is once you think you have it down, then it changes. And that's pretty frustrating. And and that can be scary too for members. I know our patient advocates do this day in and day out, but the average person needing to use that, you know, the healthcare and health insurance uh, system, you know, what do they do with that? So have our patient advocates, right, they get calls all year long. Um, Do they ever get a phone call where a member actually says, hey, I wanted to let you know everything worked out exactly how I expected it? (laughs) Well, that would be great. Um, However, most of the calls that we do get are because members are having things go wrong. Um, You know, we do, we do find that the members are, when they do call, you know, like I said, things are going wrong. Um, and they're frustrated and um, scared, stressed at this point because they might be going through something, um, you know, with themselves or their family members that is stressful. And, you know, we want to be able to, to take that burden off their shoulders. So with the patient advocates, what are some of the common ones? Because I'm sure we got a lot of unique ones, but for the average person, what are some of the common things they may end up running into when there's an issue? Um, Well, this time of year, the most common issue is that they're being told they don't have coverage. Um, You know, their, their doctor's office or the pharmacy is telling them that they don't have coverage. Um, a lot of times this could be uh, just because, you know, employers are updating their insurance or uh, changing their insurance. So, you know, there's a lot of data flowing between the enrollment process, the insurer and the provider and pharmacies, and they're all trying to link together to make things go smooth. But, um, you know, it can lead to a delay because there's just so much activity going on in the background. And, Unfortunately, there's no perfect system. So, you know, this is this is something that can happen as members are just being told they don't have the coverage because the system hasn't caught up with all of that data being entered into it. So, and that is pretty scary and standing and, and embarrassing, even if it's not scary, it's, it can be embarrassing when you're standing in line, mm-hmm. you've got people backed up behind you. So what should, let's say that a member does, they're, they're standing at the pharmacy and they're told we're not finding your coverage or we're not finding your information in the system or something's not covered. What's something that they can do at that point? Um, One thing they can do is make sure that they're giving their provider the correct information. 
Um, you know, they may have received a new insurance card. So, you know, get that out, make sure it matches what the provider has in their system. And if the provider, you know, kind of kind of odd, but one thing we did find out with a pharmacy is, you know, they do store the insurance information in their system. And even though they, they're saying they have the correct information, um, going back to maybe a, uh, an old prescription, they have old insurance information and that's what's coming up in their system. So, you know, we want to make sure that the providers are showing the correct information in the system. And, and one way um, to confirm that is when the members do get to their provider's office that they do show their, their updated information. Um, you know, one, one example is just recently um, one of our PAs, uh, our patient advocate, Sam, had a member standing in line at the pharmacy. And, you know, of course, it was a Friday afternoon and she needed her medication. And she was being told that it, it wasn't being covered. Um, and this was a medication that she had been taking for years and never had any issues. So she, you know, gave us a call and we spoke with the pharmacist. Um, verified the information and, you know, come to find out they did not show the correct information. So we gave that information to them. Um, they were able to then run the prescription through the system. It did come through correctly and the member paid the, uh, the copay that they should have paid and they were on their way. But, you know, like you said earlier, this can be embarrassing and stressful because you do have people in line waiting behind you and watching everything that's going on and, we, you know, when somebody's being told they don't have the coverage, then it's it's frustrating and stressful. So, um, you know, when that does happen, give us a call. We we can definitely reach out to the provider, make sure they have what they need, and get things smoothed out so you can be on your way. Is there a, a time then, because that seems pretty common, especially like you said, during this time of the year, you get that new card in. And I know for me, I'll, you know, when I get the card in, I at least open my purse, change out the, you know, change out the old card, put the new one in. Um, but at providers' offices, at the pharmacy, you feel like because they don't ask you every time, right? You, you go in mm -hmm. and, and especially at the pharmacy, you give them the information one time and that card sits in your wallet forever, right? Until that new card comes in the next time that there's a change. Mm -hmm. So when you have that new card, it is easy to forget to give that when you're standing in line. Is there, are there any tips for that? Just like when something, when there is a change in your benefits, what's something that they could do that might be proactive? One thing that we recommend is calling the provider ahead of time, um, you know, even before you have um, an appointment scheduled or when you are calling to schedule an appointment um, at that time, give them your updated information. That way they can add it right into your file. And when you do go for your appointment, it's all ready to go. Um, you know, that is one thing that we do recommend. Another is give us a call and we're happy to call the provider's office as well to let them know that you do have new information, um, new insurance information rather, and then they can update the system as well. Um, you know, we have found too that a lot of complications can happen when there's more than one source of coverage out there as well. So more than one source of coverage. So you, you go and you've got your employer coverage. Do you mean like if you have a spouse that has other coverage too? Right. So you have your own coverage. Um, your spouse might have coverage through their employer. Uh, your kids 
might have coverage through both your husband, you know, the husband and the wife. So it, it can get kind of complicated. And all of those uh, providers, they need to know about each other. Um, you know, even if it's uh, Medicaid, Medicare, TRICARE, you know, those are some of the options that are out there for our members uh, to enroll in. And if they don't know about each other, then the, the claim processing can get a little bit uh, delayed. It can be um, denied even because the carriers don't know who needs to process first. So there's, you know, like I said before, there's a lot of data flowing through all of these different parties and they need to know about each other so they know how to process the claims correctly. So if one uh, carrier doesn't know that the other one exists or doesn't know that there's other coverage there, what can happen as that claim is processed? Someone goes to the provider's office, they've only given the one, um, or maybe there was a change and maybe they don't have coverage with it. I'm, I'm sure there's changes like that all the time. What happens when that breakdown occurs? It can get messy, honestly. Um, we've had members call where they're getting bills for, you know, an outrageous amount. Um, in fact, Nikki, one of our patient advocates, just worked with a member who um, did get a bill for $46,000 and was very panicked um, because that's just, they were on, it was unexpected, you know, that's not something you expect to get. So she contacted the insurer insurance company um, and discovered that the member did have other coverage and they were able to get that updated. Um, the provider then was notified of um, the other coverage as well. So then they were able to process through their system correctly. And once all of that was, was smoothed over, the member only owed $540. So you know, it can be it can be a very simple fix, but in the beginning, it can be very stressful because your claims are denying, um, you're getting large bills. So, you know, we just recommend that if you are getting a bill that you don't feel is correct, give us a call and we can we can audit that that information, make sure that um, the provider and the carriers are aware that there is other coverage um, that you're using and um, and you should be all set after that. So if they get a bill in the mail, like you said, there's this process, and especially when there's multiple in place, it can take a while for that claim to go through and for everyone to pay. So when they get a bill like that, um, is there a, like a good time frame that they should expect if they say, hey, I had my visit, you know, last week and I'm already getting a bill this week. Is there like a good time frame that they should wait to say, okay, that the process should take a certain amount of time before they go, okay, something's wrong? Right. Yes. Um, most providers have their billing statements set on an uh, automatic schedule. And um, if you are receiving a bill less than 30 days from your visit, then we recommend that you disregard. Um, if you continue getting a bill and nothing's changing, you don't see any insurance payments, um, you don't even see maybe a payment that you had previously made from your, you know, if it was an office visit, maybe you had a copay. Um, you don't see that on the billing statement. 
then give us a call. Um, but we do recommend that if the billing statement is less than 30 days um, from your initial service, then we do re recommend that you do disregard that bill. So it's really important, it sounds like, for um, providers and insurers to have the correct information, right? So your first first two of the most common is, you know, we didn't, didn't give them maybe their card. We need to make sure that they have that and then make sure they're aware of all the coverage that you have. So once the, the member has done their part, they've gone, they've given the correct information, and then that claim goes into the insurance system. Um, I've got to imagine it gets even more complicated from there. For sure, yes, um, because the claims are all based on codes that the provider um, attaches to each service, and there's over 100,000 codes to choose from. So it can get very complicated. Um, there's a lot of data flowing between the provider and the insurer. Um, you know, they have to think about the order that they're billing the claims that could impact how the claim is being paid. Um, we also have uh, issues with services if they're preventive versus diagnostic. Um, you know, when the, when the Affordable Care Act came through, it required plans to start covering preventive services with no charge to the member. Um, but that's a great thing, but it did create another layer in that health insurance claim process. So we all know that preventive services should be at no cost to the member. Uh, but sometimes the preventive code gets mixed up. Um, it gets um, it's entered incorrectly, and um, you know we can see we can see issues when that comes through. So something even as a routine as an annual preventive exam, right? Hopefully everyone's getting their annual exam each year. You would think that's a common enough thing that it it's done correctly every time. It sounds like that's not necessarily the case or it's not as simple as it might seem. Right, right. Um, yeah, you would think it would be a simple process, but unfortunately we do see a lot of, um, a lot of errors that come through uh, especially with, you know, mammograms, colonoscopies. And um, we actually had one of our patient advocates, Chris, work with a member who had both um, a mammogram and colonoscopy. It was supposed to be billed through as a preventive. Um, unfortunately, it was not coded that way. And, you know, so the member was very stressed. They were not expecting a bill and to have both of those procedures are quite costly. So Chris was able to get with the provider's office, have them review the codes, and um, you know they did go back actually to the notes, the chart notes, and found that yes, these were uh, preventive situations, and they you know they they resubmitted the claims to the insurance carrier, um, and when they came back, they were paid in full, so the member did not owe anything. Um, but you know, one thing that we do advise our members is if, if they do have an appointment, they should ask their doctor uh, or the nurse you know, who comes in the room, ask if this is a preventive exam, ask if the tests or the procedures that are going to be done are preventive um, or not, just so they know what to expect. Um, you know, should they expect that bill in the mail? Should they... Um, be expected to pay a copay on their way out. 
So, you know, they, they do need to ask questions. They, they need to advocate uh, for themselves, for their health, um, you know, just to even make the process go smoother. So that's great advice because no one likes to be surprised uh, when they get their bill, right? You want to know up front. So even just asking those questions, which can be tough because patients want to obviously trust their doctor. Sometimes people think that to ask questions uh, might undermine that or or maybe that's not a, you know appropriate thing to do. But really, um, as much as possible, if you can ask those questions ahead of time, it sounds like at the very least, you know what you're uh, what to expect in that. And you know something as simple again as something preventive. Um, which tends to be lower cost too. All those preventive mm-hmm. exams tend to be on the lower end of the claims cost. But especially when you're, you know, having procedures that are even more costly, you don't, you definitely don't want to be surprised in those cases. So what happens, you know, what do you guys see on the patient advocacy team when it comes to maybe some of those more expensive, more complex procedures? Um, right. We do, we do find errors um, with those services as well. Um, you know, and again, we do go back and ask for reviews of the claims and, and sure enough, you know, there's, there's errors and they do uh, 99% of the time they do get corrected and, you know, the member doesn't have to pay that additional cost. Um, so, you know, be, it, it's true that between 30% and 80% of medical bills do contain er- contain errors. Um, Equifax had um, a a study that found that uh, hospital bills totaling $10,000 or more, there was an average error of $1,300. And, you know, that's a lot of money. That's, that's a house payment for some people That's you know, money is a big deal. It's important. Health and money are the biggest stressors, I think, in, in our members' lives. And, um, when they're getting that unexpected bill, they, they do get scared. They do stress out and, um, you know, we want them to give us a call so we can help them with that. Yeah. Those numbers are scary. I mean, cause he said between 30 and 80%. So the mm-hmm. majority, uh, right. 30%, maybe not, but between 30 and 80% of medical bills contain errors. That's a, that's a pretty high amount. And then even beyond that, those really high cost bills where that's going to cause the most stress, it's going to be, you know, obviously it's something serious that's happened. If you've got a bill that's Mm -hmm. over $10,000 to think that an average error is more than 10% of that bill is, you know, is an error Um, to think about how do you deal with that after you're also dealing with a medical issue. So what does that look like? and, And how do they, you know, are there ways to even prevent those things from happening, or at least again, for it not to be a surprise to them. Uh, right. You know, um, you know, just to, to follow up with that, there's, there's so much data that flows through the system um, that, you know, it's more of a surprise when things go right. And there are ways to reduce your chances of errors occurring. And, you know, just, just taking a couple steps before your appointment, um, it can really, um, alleviate that additional stress that that might happen when when getting those um, those large bills. Um, you know, we have one of our patient advocates, Danielle, who she did work on the healthcare provider side of the industry for a number of years, and um, she worked with you know both commercial insurance policies, Medicaid, 
Medicare. And, you know, one of the things that she suggests to members is never assume anything is covered or how it's covered. Um, you know, test the system before anything is done by requiring a prior authorization and make sure you document everything. Documentation is key. Um, who did you talk to? What was the date? Uh, what was the time? You know, have that information written down somewhere. Um, you know, billing errors, they do happen all the time. But when you have that documentation and when you have that prior author authorization, um, it's easier to get that fixed. So when our patient advocates are helping our members for whatever the issue may be, is there anything else? Because you talked about, you know, number one, just make sure that the providers are informed, um, write cards, um, if there's multiple insurance, and then asking those really key questions and doing those, you know, uh, steps ahead of time, calling and, and asking the questions to make sure they know what's, what's going to happen with that bill or what's going to be charged. Is there anything else that would help um, from a patient advocate side as, as members are working with us that helps with getting those resolved? What really helps is uh, call us. It, you know, it's as easy as that. Call us um, and definitely call us before your bill is in collection. You know, um, when you receive the first bill, give us a call. We'll let you know if you should um, do anything with it or if you should disregard. Because, you know, like we said earlier, it's probably within that 30 days and um, the system hasn't finalized the, the claim processing yet. So, um, you know, give us a call if you continue to receive bills uh, so we can look into that. And basically keep calm. Um, you know, we are here to help. We want to work with you as a partner. Um, we, we will do all the heavy lifting. We want to take that burden off your shoulders because we know that you have a, probably a full-time job that you're working. You don't have time to make all the phone calls um, or you're, you're dealing with a sick family member. So you want to focus your attention on them. Uh, just give us a call. That's, that's really the main thing. Give us a call. Um, get us a copy of the, the billing information. Don't wait for it to go to collections. It's, it's just a harder uh, fix, you know, once it's hit that point. Um, but again, you know, I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but give us a call. We're, we're here to help. Well, thank you so much, Tracy, for sharing these great tips for employers and employers, employees. Um, patient advocacy is such a core part of giving a great benefits package because you don't ever want an employee um, to think that um, they don't have great benefits because you've provided them, but for some reason something's happened within the process that just isn't working correctly. Um, I know if I was a, a, a member, and we've heard this before, where they get that bill and it's that two, $3,000, it's incorrect. And their first thought is, wow, I don't have a great benefits package when they actually do. And we just have to maintain the integrity of that. So we hope these tips are helpful to our listeners and their teams. And if you'd like a copy of our white paper with these tips, you can find it on our website at 44n.com backslash blog. Thank you so much for listening. And thanks, Tracy, for joining us. Thank you.